The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. Thank you for tuning in today. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we are always here for you to give you the tools that you need to take control of your own career and moving your career forward. And we've been talking a lot about interviewing, it seems like, recently, and we've talked about resumes, had a few great guests come in and talk about resumes and branding and interviewing. And so I wanted to kind of circle back to a topic that we've talked about before and kind of go through your LinkedIn profile and what we might do with the content there because we've talked a little bit about using it and about strategy and and branding in general but but it's been a while since we talked specifically about what you should do with your LinkedIn profile and I Maybe we talked about it a year ago, a year and a half ago, and things have really changed quickly on LinkedIn because of the way that that the job market's changed and the way that the employment landscape, especially in the U.S., I guess, has changed. And we know that LinkedIn is such a huge piece of that, over 300 million users, 98% of recruiters are still using LinkedIn. Yes, some of them are going to Twitter and and Facebook, but not as quickly and not in the the numbers that maybe some people thought. It is a it is still a monopoly on that job search kind of recruiting market for LinkedIn. Now I will say that some of your more oh let's see industry-specific places to network are going to be even better than LinkedIn, especially for uh, job seekers that are wanting to connect with recruiters on the, on the kind of down low. You might be able to do that more on you know, a GitHub where you can show your expertise, but it's not necessarily that you're looking for work, you're just building your portfolio. But LinkedIn is still the place where recruiters are going and looking for talent and where companies actually, and we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, companies are encouraging their employees to build LinkedIn profiles. It's great marketing for them, right? It's great marketing for them, for employees to have these great LinkedIn profiles. And so that has been 
very beneficial for you all as career seekers, as career managers, if you are, if you if you will, in your own in your own professional life, because companies are now encouraging that change on LinkedIn. It's no longer seen as a taboo. If I change my LinkedIn profile, people are going to know that I'm job seeking, right? That's no longer the way that it's perceived. So it's great for you because you have the opportunity to build your LinkedIn profile without setting off those red flags. So what should it look like and how has that changed? Well, part of how it's changed is that you want to, and we you know, you really want to look happy and successful on LinkedIn. That job seeker persona, the kind of looking for work persona, is not going to be as attractive on LinkedIn as, hey, I'm happy and successful. Now you may be saying, hey, I'm unemployed. What do I do there? Well, we'll talk about in each section what I would recommend. But overall, it's not going to be seeking or any of those words we want to be really careful about, especially in our headline section, because that's the first place that everyone sees. It's the first place that a recruiter sees when they're using LinkedIn to search. And we don't want that desperation job seeker kind of persona anymore because the way the employment market has changed in the U.S., employers Although they do like people who are actively looking, they also like people who are actively employed. So we want to build ourselves with this persona of being a active participant in our industry, even if we're unemployed. And we'll talk about that as we go along. For those of you who are incur- currently employed, it's a great thing for you because you can build your profile do some changes, do some of the things we're going to talk about today, and it won't throw up red flags. Now, let's talk about a few things that have changed besides this kind of idea around that we want to be happy and successful on LinkedIn. We don't want to be, you know, desperately seeking Susan, if you will, on our LinkedIn profiles anymore. Other things that have changed, and, and this is, you know, probably within the last two years, LinkedIn has this huge system that LinkedIn Recruiter, right? LinkedIn Recruiter is a separate software that recruiters can purchase and they get to search LinkedIn and have different views of LinkedIn than you and I as LinkedIn members. They have a completely different view that they see. They can search different ways. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in terms of your profile are in alignment with what they see in LinkedIn Recruiter. So that's one of the changes. One of the other changes is that LinkedIn, of course, has continued to change its functionality. Now all of you can quote unquote blog on LinkedIn, which can be a good way to build up your keywords. Now it's gotten so popular that it's not really a great way to get much visibility in terms of getting out there unless you are doing some very strategic things to get out there it's probably not going to just get found because you're blogging on LinkedIn there's too many people doing it so how can we build a profile that really speaks to not just a recruiter 
but there are so many other audiences that we might want to speak to to build our career. And so we're going to think about this a little bit bigger picture. Even if you are job seeking, unemployed or employed, we want to realize that LinkedIn is almost like your personal website. And in fact, for most of my my clients that I work with, I recommend that LinkedIn be your personal website. Having a separate one only makes sense for certain types of professionals. Otherwise, LinkedIn is great because people are going there anyway. And they don't necessarily want to click through to another site unless there is a specific reason that you need to. And because LinkedIn allows you to do so much with media right there within your profile. You can attach tons of different types of files. Obviously, create a JPEG out of anything that you've got. You can create a slide share and, and get that slide share in there. You can post videos. So if you want to create a little portfolio you could do it right there on LinkedIn and you know just as you would in a a portfolio website anything you could share on a portfolio website you could put right into LinkedIn now of course if you are um, job seeking while employed you might do that a little bit differently but you could still put some medium media right there on LinkedIn so that you stand out So it's your own personal website. It's this place where people are are looking for talent, and that's one of your audiences. But it's also a place where you could connect with potential customers. Almost no matter what level you are in an organization, if you are talking to even other business-to-business types of customers, they are looking at you on LinkedIn, right? They want to see not just about your company, but they want to see about you and how do you work, what's your background, and maybe even a little bit, what's your personality, right? And this is one of the areas that we talk about in social media and and we talk about it maybe even more with, with Facebook and Twitter. But the truth is that even on LinkedIn, people want to see a little bit about your personality, right? It still is social media and the better that you are at creating a profile that is conversational, conversational, accessible, unique, really you, the easier it will be to connect with people that you're doing business with, right? Because we all do business with, with people. And that might be more true in a B2C kind of company, but it's very true in a B2B type of company too, it's, especially if a younger person is in charge of that purchasing. They're going to go online. They're going to search not just about the company, but about the leaders in that company, the managers, the people that they're talking to to make the the deals. And you want to have thought about them as one of your potential audiences. Then, of course, your last audience is those external or internal people. Sorry, your internal audience, your direct reports, your peers, and maybe maybe most importantly, your bosses, right? Your superiors. It is a place that you can brand yourself. We talked about branding a few weeks ago with Susan. And it's, it's really about building your brand online. It's a great place to do it. Now, will the medium change? 
oh, most definitely, right? You're already seeing a kind of a phase out of Facebook from the younger generation. They're using Snapchat. Will LinkedIn go away? Uh, it's pretty probable, right? How long? Who knows? But if you're building your brand on there, it's going to benefit you in the short term and in the long term because no matter what medium it is that takes LinkedIn's place, you'll have already established connections that you can transfer over all of those pieces. So I don't like it when people use that excuse for not getting involved with LinkedIn uh, because it's here. It's not going away anytime in the near future and it's a great place to build your brand. Now, of course, you might be thinking about that you don't need to build your brand and then you probably aren't a good listener to this show because that's what we're talking about here is managing your own career and really that's what LinkedIn is a tool for. How can you manage your own career and and build your brand here, get comfortable with talking about yourself in a little bit more conversational way because we know that that is important in business today and becoming increasingly so. And LinkedIn is a great maybe the least personal of the social mediums and and that makes it a little bit easier for you to get engaged if you're hesitant and it is a little bit the the place to be so how can you get onto LinkedIn well you're going to have to go through uh, some very specific sections if you've built your profile already we're going to be talking through each section and what you might want to put into that section, what you don't want to put into that section, and giving you kind of a few verbal examples here on the show. So we're going to talk through the headline, right? It's that that section that's right under your name. You get 120 characters there. What do you put there? We're going to talk, talk through the summary. It's that first section, and I would highly recommend it's the first section in your LinkedIn profile an overview, an introduction, a, a, say, a place for you to say hello to whoever is reading. Then you get into the experience sections. What do you say there? We'll talk briefly about skills and recommendations and some of the extras on your LinkedIn profile. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and start talking through the pieces of your LinkedIn profile, what they should say, what they shouldn't say, and how you can weave in a little bit of personality to stand out on the LinkedIn profiles instead of being that generic person that sounds like everyone else. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. 
You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for our special series on Industry Cloud Trends. Join us to learn about the next wave of industry-specific solutions moving into the cloud. Industry Cloud Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about LinkedIn. We know that it's heavily used for recruiting, but you also are being encouraged to brand yourself on there, to use it as a career management tool for your other audiences, right? Your internal audiences, your boss, your peers, your your direct reports, and also for your external customers, your customers, the people that you're you're buying from, selling to your vendors, all of those people are using Google, right, to find you, to look at you, to check out not just your company, but but you. And the better you are at, at having some kind of personal connection, some personality, if you will, the more likely you are to succeed in any of those endeavors, career, business, all of them. Now, LinkedIn has kind of grown as a pro... Uh, a platform for this, right? It's not necessarily that LinkedIn is some kind of genius place, except for that it, they've got the majority of the market right now, right? If you Google someone, you might see their Twitter profile, you might see some of those things, but you will see LinkedIn come up. Google and LinkedIn are in cahoots, and it it comes right up when someone Googles you. So that's what they'll see. If you don't have anything there, they'll see that. If you have this very staunch kind of third-person stoic profile, that means something today, right? It used to be maybe the norm, and now people are expecting a more accessible, friendly, conversational profile. So let's walk through some of the pieces that you can, can use to do this. So the first thing is your headline. Headline comes right under your name in LinkedIn. And as I said earlier, you get 120 characters. As you're writing all of these things, I would recommend that you do it in a Word document so that you can copy and paste into LinkedIn. You know there's no spelling errors. LinkedIn, I think, does highlight those for you. But it's nice to have that all taken care of. So in that headline section, one of the things that you can do, especially if you're currently employed, is include some of the default information and the default information will include your title and your current position. You may want to leave that alone so that you don't throw up any unnecessary red flags that you're messing with your profile or that you are actively job seeking 
and because it's a good professional brand, again, with knowing our audience is looking for someone who's successful and happy where they are. There's no reason to change that. You might add to the back of that after your you know current job title and company, you might add some other things. You could add some of your kind of core competencies, right? If you're uh, in communications, you might say communications, writing, editing, creative writing, that might not be that might be your personality piece and you could put that in your headline as well you might put companies or um, top customers in there be a little bit careful with that but if you've if you're working for a consulting firm and and you can put your top, top clients in there that might work you might put countries so if you are a marketing director With HP, you might put the regions or the countries that you cover after that. might be especially important if you're looking to build your brand as an international leader, right? So we're thinking about things that we could add on there that would be a good add-on for our brand. might be an accomplishment if you're a salesperson, that you're the sales manager for... Apple in this region or you wouldn't have to put the region and grew grew region 20% in 2014 whatever that might be so you could add on to that default information if you're currently employed you also could make it more general maybe Tokyo based marketing director and then you've got your regions and you don't necessarily say marketing director at HP you might put in there a more general title like communications professional for instead of your exact job title. If you're looking to make a transition, you may even adjust that title, communications professional. You could still put the company if you wanted to, if it helps you in your brand and shows you're currently employed. But give it that breadth versus being your exact current title. Now, let's say, of course, that you're unemployed. What do you want to put there then? Well, you could still put some kind of general headline like communications professional and some keywords. Again, I wouldn't recommend putting, especially in this headline section, seeking work or actively seeking work, even if you're you're unemployed. Um, It just doesn't fit the current market, what they're looking for, what catches their eye, right? Something that speaks directly to someone, crisp and clear. I'm not a big fan of the ones that kind of go on and on and, and don't tell you anything. You can get away with a branding statement if it's clear, right? Strategic global CEO who turns around operations deliver improvements. It's clear what the person is. It's not a a very generic and obtuse kind of vague statement. Watch out for those. Nobody wants to try to have to read into what you're saying about yourself. If you're a new graduate, of course, you could you put in there that you're a Harvard University grad, BS in mechanical engineering, top 5% of the class, whatever it is that you might want to put in as new graduate. Or you could simply say uh, recent graduate And that might be the one time it would be okay to put that looking for, but you don't necessarily need to. I like to 
have even my new graduates own it, right? Own that you're an engineer. You're not necessarily looking to become an engineer, right? You just spent four or five, six years in school being an engineer, becoming an engineer. So own it. Say what you are. Don't necessarily need to say that you're looking in this headline area. Get in good keywords. And when a recruiter searches you in LinkedIn Recruiter, this is the thing that they'll see right away. So you want it to be crisp, clear, have good keywords, but not full of keywords just for the sake of thinking that it's going to help you come up in search faster, right? You want it to have good keywords because you want the person right away to know whether you're fit for what they're looking for. So in my mechanical engineer example, for instance, what what is it? Are you into mechanics? Are you into dynamics? Are you into electronics? and especially in mechanical engineering, so broad, give me some specifics so that I know right away if you're a fit for the position that I might be trying to fill when I'm searching for that those keywords. So headline, good area to catch attention. Put in good keywords. Be clear about what it is that you're looking for or who you are. And use some kind of characters and this is an example or a suggestion from one of my colleagues Melanie Lindsay who owns a resume or owns her own business resume by relief in New York she does great work on LinkedIn profiles resume relief and she recommends that people put characters in their headlines because it draws even more attention there. So you'll see on some people's profiles, they'll have, you know, even just the straight up and down line. They might have a check mark. They might have a star. You don't want to overdo it. And especially if you're an engineer, you don't want to get overly cutesy there, right? That's not going to fit with your, your brand or the brand of the people that would be looking for someone like you would be looking for. The red check mark some people have, I think they can actually be a little bit distracting, um, not necessarily where you want the person looking is just the symbols. You also want them to go to the words. So play around with some of those symbols. You can, you know, Google symbols that you can use on LinkedIn. There's lots of articles out there with information on what you can use in LinkedIn. But it's a great way, especially in the headline section, to draw some attention. So it seems simple. It's 120 characters. But that also makes it more challenging because it's 120 characters and that includes spaces, any of those symbols that you want to use, all of those all of those are considered characters and will count towards that. So it's something you might want to play around with and it's something that you can change, especially obviously as you change jobs, but it might be something you want to go in and update with a, a recent accomplishment or change the keywords as you get more specific in where you're going with your career. It's a great place to continue to refine your branding statement. And it's a perfect, maybe what you might call a headline or, you know, a, a thesis statement for the rest of your profile, right? It's the this is who you are professionally, and the rest of your profile is going to back that up, just like the headline on your resume would be. So as we move into the summary, we're going to continue building on that brand that you want to that you want to have in there, and of course, continue to make it more personable, 
conversational. How can you speak to those people that you want to connect with on LinkedIn? So we will be back in just a few minutes and we're going to continue talking about LinkedIn. We're going to dive into the summary section. What goes into a summary? How can you write a good one that actually speaks to you and your background and your personality instead of being that generic person that that we all find on LinkedIn where they're they've got a, a profile that you think could have been copied and pasted from anyone that you know. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying, but when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune in to Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increase margins, listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Business. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, leaders are working to transform themselves and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lin, for insights on emerging trends and business innovations to help you stay ahead of the game. You'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about LinkedIn profiles, the actual content, what goes in there? People always ask, you know, what what should I say? Should it be a copy and paste from my resume? How does that work? And so we've been talking about the headline, and that might be fairly similar to the headline that's on your resume. Again, if you're currently employed, I would recommend leaving some of the default information in there in some way. It's good to be employed. It's actually a, a great way to get 
people reaching out to you on LinkedIn. They're they're looking for people who are employed. So if you are, there's no reason to necessarily risk getting found out as a job seeker. By changing that information, it helps you keep it there. You might add on some other things based on what you want to build your brand towards what you want people to know about you right away in 120 characters. Then you move into the summary where you have 2,000 characters. And of course, there are opposing views on how many of those 2,000 characters you should use. Do you make it short and sweet or do you use all 2,000 characters? Well, there of course is one group that says use all 2,000 characters because that gives you the best keyword density you're most likely to show up. Might be a great strategy. It is particularly a good strategy if you're looking to make some kind of a transition. So if your current employment is not in direct line to where you want to go, the summary section gives you an opportunity to in some way, even if it's fairly hidden because you are currently employed, to get in a, a you, a description of you, an introduction to you that puts you a little bit more in the life that you'd like to be in, the career that you want to go for versus where you are. The more characters you have there, the more people might actually read if they're spaced out and well positioned versus going directly to your experience and seeing that you're not currently employed in a place where you want to be. And they they kind of put you in that box of being a communications professional or being a executive assistant when you really want to be a communications professional, whatever it is, might be especially a slight change that you want to make. There are some things you could do in the summary that would help communicate at the level you want to be at and give a good introduction to you before someone gets into that experience section. Now, if your experience is in direct line with where you want to go, your companies are well known, your position titles are, are a great line with where you want to go, it may make perfect sense to do a shorter summary that's just an introduction to you. Again, I would recommend something that's conversational, personable, accessible, first person introduction to you, but it could be shorter because there's not a, a, a need to put keywords in the summary in great numbers because you're having them throughout your profile that are relevant to where you want to go. So, you can pick the strategy there that fits best for your situation. First thing I would say is that your your first paragraph, your first sentences really need to stand out as you. So people will say, oh, they need to be unique or or it needs to catch attention and that's, that's great, but really it just needs to be you. It needs to be your voice. And of course, that's the most challenging thing to do for ourselves and one of the reasons that writers like Melanie are so busy because it's nice to get that external perspective. You could get that through many different things for yourself, right? Your letters of recommendation, your um, annual reviews. What is it that people say about you? How can you work some of that into that first paragraph? But also just that authentic, what is it about you that you want people to know. So, thinking about what that might look like, right, it might be an, a quick overview of where you've been in your career, especially if it is a 
an interesting story. Let's say you've been a, a school teacher and then you worked for companies in Silicon Valley and then you've done all these different things, right, that, that now you've come together into a different kind of career. That might be interesting. You could tell that story. Let's say that you've been working with a certain type of, of company. Maybe you've been in the outdoors industry you probably have some unique reason that you do that, and maybe I shouldn't say unique, but some reason that you do that that is authentic to you. Tell that story. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do can be a great lead-in. It might be a connection between a big part of your personal life, right? Whether that's rock climbing or playing tennis or whatever that might be. How does that connect to your work? Is that a, an ingrained part of your personality how does that all come together so those pieces can all be great ways to work in especially that first paragraph kind of an introduction to yourself now it may be a little bit more traditional in terms of you know you might start out by talking about your background or your skill set but you just want to be careful to make sure that it doesn't read like everybody else's. How can you talk about yourself in a way that's unique to you? Some of that might be accomplishments. It might be, again, statements that people have made about you in other documentation that you could include. How can you stand out as a professional? and not sound like everyone else. So I would encourage that that first paragraph is somewhat conversational. It is an introduction to you. It's speaking in first person to someone that might be reading the, the LinkedIn profile. Then you can move into some kind of bullet points. You want to be careful here. You don't want to copy and paste too much from your resume. People are looking at LinkedIn as... Yes, that, that professional introduction, but also a place where they want to get more information. Why do you do what you do? What do you love about what you do? What makes you happy? What, what do you thrive? What makes you enthusiastic? Why are you motivated to do what you do? All of those questions people are, are looking to answer when they're looking at, at LinkedIn. Why do you work in the industry that you work in? Right? Why medical devices? Why higher education? And, and how can you put some of that passion without necessarily using the word passion because that's unfortunately been overused, but how can you put some of that passion into your LinkedIn profile by telling us your why, right? Goes down to that kind of basic marketing premise of what's your why and how can we get that into your marketing materials i.e. your LinkedIn profile. Then you can adjust it based on those three audiences, right? Knowing that your profile is going to get looked at by internal people, by external customers, vendors, and by potential hiring managers. And balancing those three audiences in your profile is important. I wouldn't recommend trying to think about that when you first do the draft. Do the draft by answering some of those questions that I've been asking and trying to speak to your why and what's unique about you, what are your top successes. 
then you can go through and think about how that's going to come across to your different audiences. Now, if you feel inclined to put in some kind of call to action in your profile, this is the place that I would encourage doing it. So it can be a statement depending on who your main audience is for your profile. It could be at the beginning or it could be the middle. It could be the end. doesn't really matter. It can be a call of action to potential customers, right? That, that if people are interested in doing business with HP, you'd love to talk with them about the solutions that you can offer in terms of storage and whatever that might look like. It can be a call to action in terms of employees. If you're a manager or leader, you're always looking for great people. If someone's interested in learning more about the company, here's the information, right? Here's your contact information. It's a good way to get contact information into your profile without necessarily saying, hey, I'm job seeking. You should contact me for a job, which if you're employed, might get you in trouble. So a different type of call to action. It may be even that if you're interested in these, this industry, if you're a, a fellow CIO who's looking to share best practices, any kind of call to action that could get your contact information in there can be great, especially if you are using LinkedIn for job search, or even just career advancement, making sure that people can get a hold of you easily. Don't have to dig for your contact information. Don't have to connect with you to get your contact information. I wouldn't recommend putting your contact information in your headline or in the name field of LinkedIn, as although they've become laxed in their security measures, or not necessarily security measures, but in cracking down on people who don't follow their rules. It is against their rules to put those things in your headline and your name, and it's just not necessary. You can put it at the top of your summary perfectly fine. If you are actively job-seeking, a note on LinkedIn Recruiter, that separate interface that LinkedIn or that recruiters are using, they will see like the first six words of that summary section in, in their system. So... People have gotten all fancy the first six words of their profile, you know, putting keywords there and bulleting it. If you want to do that, especially if you're job seeking, that's great. Again, you just don't want to be overly salesy. You're still trying to connect to people. So if you have those words there, then move into that same kind of first person personable interaction right after that. So that might be a good way to get those keywords in there, get get seen in in the LinkedIn, and then you still want to have that summary that really connects to to people, that that tells them something about you. I recommend first person. I recommend including something uh, outside of work, whether it's a hobby, an interest, something that makes you a little bit more real, personal person than just work, 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 right? And it can be small, it can weave in there, and and you're just thinking about, even if you're going to tell the story about why you do what you do, and it starts when you were a kid or something that just makes you more human, right? People want to hire humans, people want to do business with humans, so don't be afraid to be human on LinkedIn, it's okay. 
And if you're thinking about doing some of these things, go and look at summaries of people that are in your same world, right? Go and look at at experience sections of people that are in your same world. What are they saying? How are how have they positioned their experience? You might learn some things you don't want to do, and you might learn some things that you do want to do. Please don't copy and paste from anyone's profile, right? That doesn't help anyone, you or them, so don't do it. And you want to be your own person. You might get an idea. You might get some inspiration. You want to be careful about how you're using that and being your own person there on LinkedIn. So we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about experience sections and some of the other areas that you can use in LinkedIn in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about LinkedIn profile content. So we talked about the headline and we talked about the summary, right? That you want it to be personable. There's lots of questions that you could answer to make it more personable. But the one thing that we want to make sure we're doing is really speaking to that audience in a conversational tone, including some items that that make it more personable, answering some of those questions. Why do you do what you do? What is it that motivates you? When are you at your best? All of those types of questions. Get those answers weaved in there into your story. 
I'd prefer some kind of entry type of paragraph that really gives someone an introduction to you short, two or three sentences, right? And, and two or three lines in your LinkedIn profile. Then you can do some bullets. You can do short paragraphs. Use those symbols that we talked about for the headline to draw the eye through your profile. Use spaces. So enter your enter key. Use that. I don't want it, you know, a huge bunch of text I'll shove together. Make it easy to read, especially if you want the eye to stay there longer because you are making some kind of a transition. Use space. Use things to help the eye read through that material. The experience section, same kind of thing formatting-wise and story-wise. So we want to take the information from our resume and tell the story on LinkedIn. We can include some of the accomplishments, but what we really want it to, to do here on LinkedIn is to be really quick information for someone on, you know, some of those same things. Why were you successful there? What were your your main successes, what was your favorite thing, all of those kind of story things that could add to what's in your resume because we're assuming that someone's going to see both eventually, right? They are going to ask for your resume. They are not going to just print your LinkedIn profile and consider that good. The link, the resume provides that kind of cover yourself protection for those HR people and most of them are going to ask for your resume and you want to have matching complimentary material on LinkedIn. Maybe some of your best accomplishments might be verbatim on both. On LinkedIn, you're telling the story more. You're getting across information in a different way. And again, you're using some of the information from your resume, making it more conversational, getting that information in there. Now, if you're a high-level executive, you may not do first-person in your experience sections. That's fine. I still would encourage doing it in your summary. Then you have all of these other things that you can do in LinkedIn. Under education, you can include a bunch of characters there. Let me look at how many here. So in education, you can include a thousand characters. So if you are a new graduate, you can put some additional things in that education section. You can move that education section, the com all of it, above experience if you're a recent graduate and that makes sense to do in your strategy. You can include a thousand characters, which means you can put in, you know, where your, your special studies or other things that you've done, get in some keywords there, your classes, all of those things could go into education. You can use projects. So let's say you've been doing great especially this works for like IT projects or um, maybe even mechanical engineering types of projects, art, graphic design projects. You could enter those as separate projects in LinkedIn. You can include media. So if you are a graphic designer, you could put in projects, attach the, the media, the website, the actual, you know, screen capture from the website so people don't necessarily have to click through to it. It's right there. Or you could put the link to the website so it would link them to the website, whatever you want to do in separate project entries. And you can move those projects above experience in LinkedIn. It's really a quite versatile medium in terms of moving things around and getting people to see what you want them to see right there in the 
LinkedIn profile. You can include media in all of your experience sections as well. So for each job, you could put an example of your work, if that makes sense for your field. You could put a financial dashboard that you created and fictionalize it. There's lots of different ways that you can put in media to get that interactive visual part of your LinkedIn profile working for you. You've got honors and awards. Again, you can use that. Make sure those things are also included where they belong in the experience sections if they're important to your brand, important for people to know. In that additional information section, you can put you know, the advice for contacting. That can be in addition to any call to action you put in your summary so that it's easy for people to find your contact information. You can move additional information to the top of your profile. I don't really like it. It doesn't seem to work that well for me. I'd rather that you put a call to action in your summary rather than putting that additional advice for contacting piece at the top of your profile above your summary. It just for some reason doesn't look very professional to me. You've got certification section that you can put in in more certifications. And if you're in LinkedIn and you're going, well, where the heck, how do you do all of that? If you go into your profile and edit your profile, so under profile, edit profile, right there under your, your name and the top part of your profile, it says add a section to your profile and you can view more sections that you can add. So you can add courses. I would recommend just listing those under your education if they belong with education that you've taken. Projects, interests, again, may be a good thing to add. Volunteer and causes. So what's important to you? What do you do outside of work? All of those pieces are important as well to make LinkedIn, again, more personal in a way that you're connecting to your audience versus just having a resume-like content in there that doesn't help anyone, doesn't speak to them in knowing who you are. So I'm always happy to connect with you, answer any questions about LinkedIn. Feel free to find me on LinkedIn. Please, please, please use a message in LinkedIn when you do the invite. So you're not going to be able to do it from your phone, most likely, unless you're advanced in LinkedIn on your phone. Go to a computer, send me a message, tell me that you listen to the show or something. Otherwise, I'd, I don't connect with every single person on LinkedIn. I like to know that you're real. I get too, many, too much spam. Um, so send me a message. doesn't take that long when you're doing the invite just and add a little personal message to that invitation. Also, feel free to check out Melanie Lindsay, and we talked about her at Resume Relief, resumerelief.com. She's a great LinkedIn profile writer. Happy to answer any questions that you have on LinkedIn and getting you to more comfortable using it for your career advancement, for your career brand management, so that people know who you are, whether it's to do business with you, to hire you, or to give you that promotion that you've been looking for. I guarantee that they are looking at you and most likely they're looking at you on LinkedIn. So thank you for joining us for the Career Confidant today. We will see you again right back here next week on the Career Confidant. And you can always reach me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, 
at astrategicadvantage.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thank you.